There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. Hey, this is Sugar Shane. I've got another episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. Hello, everyone. How are you? Oh, doing all right. Had a pretty good weekend. You said yours was pretty, what, uneventful? or? Yeah, uneventful. I had a pretty uh, steady weekend, I guess. Went to the Rubber Ducks game Friday night. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I went there and ate at Rockney's for the first time since I quit well, I didn't quit. Got fired from working there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, assholes. But, uh, well, I got fired from working there six months, called out one day on a Saturday, and they decided to get rid of me. I mean, hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, they were, they were, you don't want to work for them. You might want to eat for them, but don't, or eat well there, but don't work for them. Hell no. But, uh, hmm. finally went there to eat. Christina wanted to go, so I said, all right, we'll go check it out. So, uh, Went there and went to the game, which I believe we left in the seventh inning because I had to go get the boys. We left a little after nine. I think when I left, the uh, rubber ducks were up. So uh, they come back. <laughs> Wendy said that place isn't run well at all. Nah, it sure ain't. It sure ain't. Not from an employment standpoint anyway, especially. They have a turnover rate. It's unreal from what I understand. But uh, then Sunday was Father's Day. We went to, I got up. We watched six episodes of The Twilight Zone, because that was my Father's Day wish. <laughs> wow. Ate me a couple of birthday cake donuts. I picked them. I actually picked out, I had a little thing, did where I picked out 30 episodes, and we I let Christina roll this little die to figure out which one, because I done seen them all anyway. So right, right. I just picked out like 30 really good ones, because they're hard to choose from. And so she rolled a die, and we picked them out, and we watched six good episodes. And uh, uh, then we went and uh, saw Cars 3. That oh, afternoon. Okay. Uh, really good movie. I like how the sequence goes. One, two, and three actually flow well together to me. Really good cool. movie. And uh, can't wait for Toy Story 4 next year now. So that's the next big animated feature I want to see. As far as I know, anyhow, unless they come out with something before. 
Uh, don't have a YouTube video today because of me working. I'm going to have it Thursday because I'm off. So I'm going to work on it Wednesday night and then edit it Thursday instead of the other way around this week. Cool. Uh, my mom's birthday is tomorrow. She'll be 67 years young. So uh, I have to give her a call probably when I get home. Right, right. And the mummy that I have mentioned on a previous couple of shows ago or whatever, while it's gotten bad reviews and I ain't no big hurry to see it, has done real well at the box office internationally. It's made probably probably close to $250 million now. So it looks like uh, Universal's Dark Universe thing is going to probably take off. The thing you was mentioning. Right, right. The... uh internationally especially in europe from what i understand tom cruise is still pretty strong yeah yeah he's not a, i mean i, I like I, I guess one of the reasons i'm not a big fan of him he's made a few movies i like you know a few here and there my favorite movie he made and this is just my personal preference because i think he did such a damn good job and it's tropic thunder i love his role <laughs> in, i love his role in that movie i mean he does such a good job yeah it's a comedy but he does right, such right. a good he does such a good job of pulling it off that i didn't even realize it was him when the movie was going on well i'll give I, him this i'll give him this i i believe a lot of the criticism he gets about scientology is is unfair for example there's a any number of other actors in Hollywood who have berated police officers. They've, they've gotten arrested for drugs. They've beaten the hell out of women and on down the line. But they're good Christians. So, you know, they're good. Yeah. They must be good people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, as far as I know, Tom Cruise hasn't done any of that. No, no. I mean, I don't care what his religion is. I mean, that doesn't really have any. That's not anything influenced me one way or the other as far as watching his movies for me personally right um, i mean i don't i mean i think the religion's kind of weird when i stop especially after i found out more about it in the last month or so as far well, as it, it's definitely there's yeah it's absolutely off the wall but the other but thing i was that's got nothing other, to do with me <laughs> the other thing i was going to say was as far as i can recall whether you like his movies or not i don't know of too many times where he has taken the audience for granted he's always really put a a lot of effort and he should he's getting paid a lot of money but he's always put a lot of effort into those roles by doing his own stunts and all this other crazy stuff and he wants his audience to feel like you know they're, they're they're getting the product and the reason why i mention that is there's a lot of stars who once once they attain a certain level they just kind of presume because of the fact that they're they're a star and they're so loved that they can just do any stinko movie and just walk through those roles and people are just going to run out and check out those movies. Like Johnny Depp. And there's been a number of those uh, stars who get so big for their bridges, they don't want to listen to the director. They don't want to do this and that. They want to change the script. And then the next thing you know, they have a whole string of bombs. Right. You know, and, and That's what happens to always, Johnny that's what's happened to Johnny Depp here lately. I mean, I don't get don't take me wrong, get me wrong. I like Johnny Depp, but some of the shit he's been making here lately, I wouldn't give you two damn cents for that fucking Lone Ranger. I didn't give a damn about that. Right, right. I, I didn't. I didn't even make it all the way through it. I mean, if, if a movie's bad, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like the same way with a book. If I sit down and watch a movie in 20, 30 minutes in, you haven't captured my attention or really got me stirred, I'll cut the shit off. And I'm the same way with a book of 20 to 30 pages in. You haven't sparked my interest. I'll put it down. Because to me, you should capture your audience as quick as you damn can. Yeah. 
because especially in today's world that's why i like about the star wars movies whether people like them or not they start off the very first scene with something going on right off the rip George, if you ever watch Star Wars movies, the very first scene's always something blowing up or something get happening. I mean, they they tried. George Lucas tried to capture the audience from the get go in every single one of those movies, and Disney so far has done that in in the movies they've made so far. They've kept that same type thing going, thankfully. And uh, <laughs> Wendy said Johnny Depp has one accent in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she did mention the Tom Cruise movie. I don't know why I forgot about it. That I really do like his interview with the vampire. I'm a big, huge fan of that movie. And I'm not okay. even a big into vampire movies, but I did like his role and Brad Pitt's role in that movie for that matter. It was a really good movie. Well, I mentioned before that he really needs to, to stay away from some of these high action science fiction movies because he he's so much better in, in real roles like a few Jerry good McGuire. men, for example. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. There, there's another one. A few good men. Yeah, uh, that's Jerry a good Maguire. One. Yeah, a few good All men is really good. Yeah. And um, uh, from what I understand, there is going to be a Top Gun 2, yeah. which should be interesting. That should be interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure where they're going with that. It's, I think it's going to be from just from myself. That could go any way. That, uh, it could be something different. But from my perspective, what I believe they're going to do, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be he's been a career air force and he's still training the next batch of pilots okay. or something's going to happen and they're going to call him in as you know he's one of the you know, elites or something it's going to be one of the two i don't in my opinion doesn't right. mean that's that doesn't mean that's going to be the story for sure that's just what i believe is going to be one it's going to be one of those two options i'm that's hoping they those... go with first where he's training right. another batch that's one of those movies that when I catch it on TV, I'll always end up checking out a little bit of it. I don't know why. You are, you might be just slightly young to remember, but when that movie came out, what people don't understand today, if you weren't at least a young adult at that time, was that was a very transformative time in America. Because in the late 70s there, you had America that was just absolutely beaten down. There was the, you know, the economy was horrible. There was the gas shortage there was the hostage crisis and it just seemed like america was getting kicked around mm. and in the mid 80s there reagan just surged in popularity you know without, without getting into politics here that's what happened he was an enormously popular president you're talking about no you know in 1984 he won by I, i'm pretty sure he won every state but one <laughs> Yeah, I believe it was. I mean, you talk about the popular vote versus the electoral college. I mean, he 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 just cleaned house in both. Okay, has anybody ever won that big besides him? I, you know, I don't know. My, my guess is yes, but I don't know. Right. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, what I was getting at is, you had a, a all of a sudden you had a, a president who was standing up to Russia. You had a president who was building up the military. And then these movies were coming out, like Rambo, you know, where there was this very pro-America type feeling in the country. And Top Gun just fed right into that. I mean, I I, I remember when that movie came out, young guys and women, too, I'm sure, were signing up for Navy (laughs) left and right. You know, Red Dawn uh, was another one that came out. Which one? Red Dawn. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, With Patrick Swayze, yeah. that, about the Russians coming over and everything. That right. came out in the 80s. <laughs> and I don't know. You know, what's interesting is I don't know if that if that pro-America 
theme, if that audience is there today, it seems like everybody's, you know, always no. want to talk about how terrible we are. No, it's so. not there anymore. Yeah, and maybe it'd be good for him to come out with that movie. Who knows, depending on which way they go with it. Right, right. Now, the only other thing I got is two years ago today, I graduated from broadcasting school, which probably means about as much then as it does now. So, <laughs> That was man, that was the biggest waste of sixteen thousand dollars in my entire life I've ever spent. Wow. I hate to say that, but Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't know about that. It, it really I was I actually had a conversation about those and I'm not talking about any school in particular, but the the broadcast media schools that are popping up all around the country. And I was talking to actually an associate of mine who has hired a hired a few people that produce media and things like that. And some of them went through that program. And it seems like the the general gist of it is is that if you go in there with a certain amount of talent and a certain amount of background and you're driven, that that will you know work out for you to some degree. But what happens is is a lot of people go into those programs with half a heart, oh, and yeah. and that's why they didn't go to traditional school, and you know that that gives that that category of school a bad name because everybody runs into these people that just walked through it and they feel that that's representative of the school and it's not really it's just you know that's that's what goes through there and i I would be willing to bet a, a lot of those fast courses for whatever it is that you're doing whether it's accounting or whatever a lot of those fast courses are that way Right. The people, the people who are driven to succeed, are, are are at a certain level before they even go in there, and the people who aren't 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 going to anyway. So it taught me a little bit about the business end of radio. Right. It taught me a little bit about that as far as programming and all that kind of stuff. It didn't really teach me much because I already knew before I walked in there. But yeah, business end, it taught me a lot. I mean, uh, especially the classes I had to take, take on sales and whatnot. That's where it taught me more than anything. But right. um, I was one of the ones that was gung-ho. I knew exactly what I wanted to do when I went in. And when I left, it was the same thing as when I walked in. Right. And I actually received the radio award along with my certificate uh, for uh, for the class. But it's just, I don't know if anybody, like you said, out there in the radio world actually takes it seriously. I mean, right. I mean everybody, I think, wants bachelor degrees. And I'm just, I um, don't know that I'm ever going to go back to school for that. No, I just don't. That's four years, man. You ain't talking about like a six-month program or even a year program. You're talking about four years. Right. And by that time, I'll be close to 50 years old, and your chances of getting hired have already dropped drastically. I'm a realist. (laughs) I'm a realist. I mean, especially by then, people by that time, if radio is even nowhere near as strong as it is now, they're going to want to be hiring the new generation, a new voice for radio. You know, 50, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, but go ahead, because because I'll tell you, I, I'm 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 closely associated with people in that business. I do a lot of media work for people that are in business and and do a lot of advertising. And you know, I'm I'm in that age bracket. You know, I'm I'm a fifty-ish, early fifty-ish type of guy, and uh, I, I had I don't think I've encountered too much resistance because of my age. I don't know that that's happened. I mean, who knows what happens behind your back? But 
Right. I don't know. I don't know that I've gotten that too much, and you know, I mean, quite you frankly, get, I, I might could get lucky and find the right market in the right spot. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just no. My way of thinking now is ten younger, ten years younger than what I actually am. Yeah. And I don't well, see and it the, changing. The other thing I got I gotta say is that the right now radio demographics, especially for talk radio, are all skewed older. I don't I don't know that there's I don't know that too many of them are looking for a fresh voice because if they're looking for a fresh bo- a voice to talk to a new audience, they're they're not getting it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's a good. Um, you know, I, boy, I'll tell you what. Like I said, I got a lot. Of, I work with a really good cross section of people. I got to say, through the course of a week, all ages, all demographics, all socioeconomic groups. I mean, I, I run into everybody, and I got to say, uh, you know, dealing with millennials as much as I do, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I, I, I would be hard pressed to find one who talks, who listens to talk radio a day in their life. I oh, really yeah. would. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, I, I work. I mean, I work with young people that don't even know what a podcast is and never even listen to one. As far as that matters goes, I mean, if it ain't a MP3 or something like that on their iPhone, they don't listen. And there's nothing yeah. against them. I know it's the way of the times, but that's one of the things we're going to get into later in the show. But uh, if anything, the the awareness I'm getting about podcasting and all that is by people that you wouldn't expect. It's by people who are well into their 30s and 40s and so on who are established business people. And they're, they're asking me about podcasting. Should, yeah. Is this something that I should be doing? Right. And uh, I, it, the awareness for this. Of course, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in an industry. Most of the people that I'm dealing with are authors and things like that. So those are people are, that are in tune to what's going on. Right. But so maybe that's not a you know, representative of everybody in that age group. But the people that I deal with, I mean, they, they, they're real aware. Well, my brother, C.K., that was in Georgia that worked with us those two nights we worked, I was down there, he's fixing to start a neuro podcast. Oh, okay. That'd <laughs> yeah, be awesome. Yeah, he's fixing to start into it uh, where he's doing you know feedback, talking about stuff like that. So, right. Uh, I, I'm supposed to be pretty soon from what I gathered. I'll figure out all the ins and outs and let you know, but I think it's supposed to be pretty soon. Uh, we had a shooting down of a Syrian war plane. I'm sure you've heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they asked Charles Crofthammer. I don't know if you know who he is. Yes, I know who he is. Okay. He's actually a pretty smart guy. Yeah, I I got a lot of respect for him. And they asked him if we're having another Cold War as a Roman Russia. He said, it's not the same as it was before. He said, but we've been in a Cold War since Putin was in office. Yeah. That's what he said. That's I pretty much hit me with exactly what I've already thought. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that, until that guy gets out, we're going to have problems. And I don't think they have term limits like we do over here. And the yeah, thing I'm about, not sure. No. And if they don't, Russians over there love his ass. He can stay in oh, another yeah. 20 years. Yeah, from what I understand, his popularity over there is pretty high. Right. So. But um, Russia has now shut down all contact with the White House from Moscow. Mm. This has happened a few hours ago, and they are saying that they will treat any U.S. planes in Syrian territory as targets. That's what they have said. I, I, I was at lunch today with some friends of mine, and I told them this, and I'll, I'll tell you. Between world events and between the terrorism and everything else that's going on, you know, just prior to 9-11, 
we had a situation where we were obsessed with a president who was getting blowjobs. Oh, yeah. We had a we had a screwball election with the hanging chads and all that BS down there in Florida. And we had a very disjointed society, a very disjointed media. And I'll tell you, for the first time since 9-11, I'm starting to get that feeling again. And I just can't help but wonder, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just can't help but wonder if out there somewhere, as we're talking right now, Shane, there's a gathering storm, just like Winston Churchill said. Something big is gathering out there. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh, I just kind of wonder what's going to happen here in the next year or so. Yeah, me and you whether both. We're not, whether, whether we are not going to have a cataclysm on our hands of some kind. Yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good at all. But... Uh, our relations with Russia right now is shit. And I'm not saying it's all our fault. I place the blame on them as well. I'm not going to be one to sit here and say it's all our fault. All right. Well, we had a chance to do something in, in Syria, and we didn't. And of course, that was back in the Obama administration. And we could argue the merits of that. I understand why he did not want to get involved in that. And getting involved in a civil war is... You know, never pretty much of a, a good thing to do. Right. And, but a lot of the things that are going on now with the refugees and everything else are because that situation was allowed to fester. And the fact of the matter is, is anytime the bad thing about letting a civil war go, go on too long, is that even though you try to stay out of it and it might be in an area where you don't really care what happens, if you let it go on too long, what happens is inevitably too many people get involved. Now we got right. Iran involved over there. We got Russia involved over there. We have the Kurds involved over there. And who knows what else? All right. All those groups over there, probably a half a dozen people. Now it's affecting the world. And we're getting drawn into the politics of it. So now what do we do? And that was one of the things that Abraham Lincoln was concerned about. That's why he wanted a speedy end to that civil war, because he was afraid another country was going to get involved. Well, Charles Charles Crothammer, the guy we're talking about, he said that he believed that the gripping of these countries is actually starting to put an end to the ISIS. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're getting pinched. But he said when this happens, what's going to be the aftermath afterwards? Yeah, what's going to to be his play? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Otto Warmbier. I don't know how you say his last name. Warmbier. Warm yeah, beer? warm, okay. kind of like warm beer. Yeah, warm beer. Yeah. He, back in 2016, evidently, I don't know what he was over there for, but he was in North Korea. Let me tell you, North Korea is not on my bucket list, but go right ahead. Uh, he did a new, uh, well, he was over there, but they said he tried to steal a political propaganda poster out of a hotel. Whether he did or not, I don't know. Right. For this. He got sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. Right. So one year later, they let him come home. He has, uh, he wasn't able to, pretty much was in a coma. Right, And they said that he was in a coma for most of that year, which they probably put him in. The truth be known. Well, apparently the doctors feel it was from oxygen deprivation, so maybe they, you know, put him in a chokehold or did something to him, and they right. just overdid it, and he had brain damage. 
And now he dies a week after getting back home. He's dead now. Yep. Now, what kind of bullshit is that? And we got a damn basketball player going over there and flying over there and praising that shit. Yeah. It's a good thing I'm not the president of the United States. I'd put a travel ban on his ass when he went over there, and I'd tell him not to ever worry about fucking coming back. You love him so much, go live with her ass. <laughs> yeah. i say, go over there and dribble for them fuckers. See if they pay you $16 million a year. There's nothing to love about this group. As a, I'm not talking about the individuals. There might be some folks there all right. That's not what I'm saying. But the government itself and the leaders, there's nothing to love about these A1 assholes. There's nothing in them good at all. They're evil. Yeah. Anybody that can't see that's dumb. Well, that's exactly why you shouldn't be going over there. And I'm, I'm not in any oh, way, no. shape, or form no blaming him. I'm not in any way, shape, or form blaming him for what oh, happened. Oh, no, no. But I, but I am saying is that of all the places to go in the world. Yeah, I ain't okay, on my I, list. Th- that is not on my bucket list. No, hell no. That's so damn far at the bottom. I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything in the Middle East period or anywhere over that area in Asia pretty much. I don't have no desire to go to any of them places over Anything communist, anything like that. No, I don't even want to go to China. China's got some beautiful places over there, I'm sure. The Great Wall, things like that I would like to right. see. But if as long as they're a communist country, I will never go. I, I don't know that China is so bad right now. I mean, uh, I, I probably wouldn't hesitate too much going there if I wanted to go there. I've known a few people that have gone over there. Right. And uh, there's other places that I'd be a little nervous about going to. Uh, I, I've said this before, but I really would like to go to Egypt. I'm very much intrigued by oh, the yeah. pyramids and everything else. But, man, I'm telling you, you just never know what's going to happen over there. Right. They've already had how many revolutions just in the last couple of years in that area. Well, so, I like I'd like to go to Israel just based on the history. But I ain't oh, never go, I'm not going to go there. I mean, Palestinians bombing here and everything. There's so many bombings we don't even hear about unless you actually read the Israeli news. Right. And just because you didn't hear about it in USA Today don't mean it didn't happen. There's so much shit that happens that we don't even know about. Yeah. Bombings in the street. China. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go oh, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. No, I was just going to say China is because of the fact that there's so much American business going on over there. With the manufacturing and everything there, that's a pretty, as a rule, a pretty safe place to go. You'd have to do something really off the wall. Right. You know, I mean, that's, anytime you travel abroad, and actually, you know what, even in this country, you know, I've had friends that have had weird experiences down south in some of those small towns with some of those sheriffs. And You know, I mean, that's, you just don't know what's going to happen when you're in some some place well, yeah. on, on the edge of the earth somewhere and i'm sure it's vice versa if they go up north i mean for that matter i mean you get a redneck in the middle of new york and you know downtown or something and in the wrong area they might try to give him a hard time just for being who he is yeah so it works both ways uh but i see where you're coming from i mean i've been in some of them little towns even being in georgia i mean i was in a little town one night on the interstate I had a cop fly out behind me and Christina. We were going to see my brother, and he rode right on my ass. I mean, bumper to bumper on yeah. my ass all the way till I got out of his jurisdiction. Then he flipped around and turned around and went that the other way. He was just waiting for me to do something. Right, right, right. 
and I'm and that was in a little bitty old town. So yeah, it does happen. There's a mass over yeah, there. The, the little the little isolated towns are the ones that scare scare me because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, everybody say deliverance. <laughs> Get one of them funky cops. Hey, you got a pretty map there, Billy Dees. I'm going to let you mention this real quick. The U.S. destroyer. I don't know the whole story behind that. Right. About what happened there. Well, it's. I mean, it's a pretty simple story. Uh, and, and here's where I. I, this was really disturbing to me. A medium-sized destroyer, a battleship by the United States Navy. And from what I understand, this ship is one of the most technologically advanced ships in the world. I mean, I'm sure they have the most advanced radar, sonar, guarding against submarine attacks. I'm sure they have satellite capability and on and on and on. Okay, this thing is is in a, in a harbor. And it's at night. Now, from what I understand, this happened at one thirty in the morning. And they essentially got T-boned by a freighter, a cargo ship. I believe I'm ninety percent sure it was a Filipino cargo ship. Now, this thing was a monstrosity. It's one of those ones that has all those giant crates on it. Now, it got T-boned. And the question that comes up to me is, how in the hell? Can this battleship with all this billions, and I do mean billions with a B, billions of taxpayers' dollars on it, allow these fine sailors to get killed by a by a lumbering cargo ship? How is it that this thing did not not get noticed? How is that possible? I mean, this thing, you know, it, it, it it's so big. I'm not even sure how long it takes it to make a turn. I'm sure it's a better part of a mile to make a turn, a sharp turn. How it, this thing had to have been noticeable from miles and miles away. How, how is it possible that somebody didn't notice that they were on a collision course with it? Yeah, that, that, that to me is sound odd. That is very well. I'm not. I'm fortunately. I, I for a while there, I was. I was worried that I was the only one who noticed this, but I'm, I'm hearing it discussed on TV today. Mm. And apparently, somebody from Cleveland, uh, Illyria or something like that, got killed in that in that uh-huh. accident. And this is, and I knew this is going to be really gruesome, and and I apologize for that. But I, when I heard that they didn't get the bodies until they got the ship back. I knew why, and it's pretty gruesome. What happened apparently to this very brave guy from Cleveland was after the ship was hit, he went into the damaged area and was pulling guys out. And I don't know how many guys he got out. From what I understand, it was quite a few. And he went in there, unfortunately, one too many times, and they had to close the door on him. Oh, God. And that is absolutely horrible. And, you know, th- when you hear things like that, and then w- what w- that makes what I, what I just said about how this was allowed to happen. This was a ship that is supposed to be able to, to battle an enemy that is very stealth. You know, it, it's supposed to be able to battle submarines, very advanced submarines that are underneath it. How can it be that, that they didn't see this cargo ship? That, that to me is just... Uh, 
I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I, I lost a lot of confidence in, in our military. Right. If, being that this is, you know, I always presumed that those battleships, the United States Navy ship was untouchable. Right. And um, that's very sad. It's the whole thing is very tragic, and I'm 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 really hoping that there wasn't negligence involved. I don't know what the explanation could be, but um, hopefully, we find out the truth. I'd like to know because something had to be. I don't. It had to be something. I mean, I don't understand how. No, I'm like you. I don't understand how in the hell nobody didn't know it all. Right. Because I mean, you got you got all kinds of equipment on this battleship. It probably could have picked that cargo ship up for miles. Absolutely. It, I mean, hell, you didn't know it miles. was coming. Yeah. I mean, it ain't like it wouldn't like it was a damn iceberg in the Titanic. I mean, you had plenty of time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And the last thing I wanted to mention, I got a couple of others, but I'll get to them Thursday. The last thing I wanted to mention before we go to the topic is. Uh, Bill Cosby had a mistrial. Right, right. It was declared a mistrial. Prosecutors said they will be having a uh, doing the retrial, but the uh, jury that jury the juror jury that they had <laughs> declared it a mistrial. And what it boils down to, man, is nobody actually wants to prosecute the guy. I don't think because it's Bill Cosby. And that's sad because I don't give a shit who he is. If he done something, he done something. And I, I'm sorry, but there's so much evidence mounting up against him that I do think he did it. I mean, there's people, people say, well, they're out for the money. But there's several of them women that ain't even wanting money. Right. I don't doubt that they're, he was up to no good. But it's very hard when you're dealing with events that happened over 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that's a big part of the problem, too. Rightly well, or probably, wrongly, it's beside the point whether, you know, here again, I'm not blaming people for coming forward late as opposed to early. And that's the political correctness thing. Anytime you criticize these types of, of trials, you get, you know, well, you're 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 enabling the, the predator. And all. I'm, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying from a legalistic standpoint. Oh, yeah. It's very hard to reconstruct events that happened over 10 years ago. It is right. very hard to do that. It's hard to convince it, it to a jury. Well, all they need is reasonable doubt. Right. That's all they need. They don't need to prove that he's innocent. All they need to do is put doubt in your mind. And when you're talking about something that happened, I don't know when this was, however many years years ago. ago, Yeah, it's very hard to to do that. I will say, uh, due to his health, the way he looks... Man, hell, if they had another retrial and it went through another, you know, hell, I don't know that he'd even survive damn case. I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm not saying that it'd be mean. I'm not hoping to do dies tomorrow or nothing. But he don't look like he was in his 80s, I believe. He don't look like did he's you, in his top did you, see the, did you see the tape of him doing the Fat Albert voice? Was that not the most, most ridiculous thing ever? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he was coming out of the courthouse and the, the you know, how the reporters are asking them questions and they, they just kind of, you know, the security and everything that kind of hustle the, the defendant by. And he turned around at the cameras and he went, hey, hey, hey. And every, oh I mean, that, 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 that is just, that was bizarre. Yeah. To be, to be on trial for, for this diabolical behavior and to make that voice, that was yeah. just really strange. Really strange. Yeah. Well, he, well, the thing about it is, he's acting like he got away with it. Hell, he ain't got away with it. Not yet. He just got I'm... a mistrial, you know. I mean, yeah. they, they're going to have another jury, and they're going to go through the process again. 
Yeah, it's gonna. I don't know. It's gonna be harder the next time around. Yeah, I mean they haven't yeah. gotten away with it yet. And no, like I, no. I mean, like I said, uh, and he may not ever even make it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but I've said things like that before, and a person died a month later. I ain't trying to say I'm not being mean. Right. I told. I said that about Over Redbarger. I said it about Roy Acuff. I even said it about Andy Griffith. I was like, man, they ain't gonna live much longer. It went long ago. ago. But you can just tell right. by the way he's acting. Like, hell, there was one I seen where he was going to the court, and it took two people to hold his ass up. He couldn't even hardly walk in the courtroom. Right. So he ate in the best of health. But I want to get to the topic. It's not nothing uh, real major. I just uh, learn while we can is the topic. And what I mean by that is we got people now, and we've talked about it on the extremes, right, left, whatever the case may be. And it's not just politics. It's everything in life. It's not just politics. I mean, I could spend I could spend the whole 45 minutes just on this topic if I wanted to sit down and nitpick different elements that it could be used in. But um, we have to learn from our mistakes and learn. And we see these things on people people on TV now. They're just arguing, debating over and over again instead of stopping and shutting up for a minute, considering the information. And trying to learn from what they can. They just want to argue and debate one another. And that's never ever going to uh, accomplish anything. We're never going to get anywhere in this country that way. And I think it's going to change. I really do. I believe we see people now. And I'm not just talking about ones that are born now. I'm just talking about even people that are changing uh, you can see it even, even in politics is starting to change in certain areas. It used to be the politicians would go with the flow. Whatever this one said, they'd go with it. Whatever this one said, the parties would go this way and the parties would go that way. But we're seeing people having their own individuality now. And people are starting to say, well, we're not going to go quite that route. And they're changing their path, so to speak. And they're learning as they go along, and I think that's what you're going to see in different fields, not just politics, different things altogether, and life in general. I hear people talk about, I don't want to watch the news, and they're always, their excuse is, I'm scared, you know, one of the two things is a reason, one, they're afraid to, or two, I don't want to see the bad news. Right. Okay. I understand where you're coming from when you say that. I'm not saying I don't understand, I can't relate, that's not what I'm saying. But I've always said there's ignorance because you don't know and there's self-chosen ignorance, which leads to stupidity. And if you choose to not know, that's fine. But what that's going to lead you down the road is, is when time comes, you're not going to have any excuse that I didn't know because you could have known. You choose not to. And that's where... Be, there's people that don't even know about there's people that don't even know about the shit we talked about tonight, man. Making top headlines like the like the ship, the cargo ship. Right. They hit the battleship. They don't even know that. That might have was their first time knowing about it tonight. The people that don't even know about the the uh, plane got shot down in Russia. Right. But I get to, they can tell you what happened on the Kardashians last week. Or they can tell you that Beyonce had her twins. 
They can tell you that, but they right. can't tell you about the things that really matter. I mean, nothing against her. I'm glad she had her twins and, you know, whatever the case may be. Wish her the best in her family or whatever. But is it that serious? Does it have to make national headline news? I got two boys. Neither one of them made national headline news. Right. And I love my kids just as much as I'm sure she loves hers. And we've got to learn trying to see how I can put this without trying to offend people. (laughs) We've got to learn to move past having to always be right. And trying to sit down and discuss something. Until we can bend the knee, compromise a little bit, I'm not saying I'm not saying you got to compromise all your morals. That's not what I'm saying. There are certain things I'm not going to bend a knee to. But until you can bend a knee and try to make some kind of understanding to meet halfway, it's not going to matter who's in office. It don't matter if the Republicans get voted out. We get a Democratic president. It's all going to be the same thing in four, in three years or four years or whatever we got down the road. When we get a new president in, if, if Trump isn't reelected, and we get somebody else, we're going to have the same fucking issues we got right now. And if you don't think so, you're a damn fool. Yeah. That's all I can say. If you think, well, oh man, we get him in peace, we'd be all right. Or if he if he's whenever he's out of there and we get somebody else we'll be okay. You're full of shit. You're the biggest dumbass I know, and that's the best political, politically correct answer I can give you. Mm-hmm. Because there is no other way to look at it. Because it's going to be the same issues: Republicans and Democrats battling it out over who can be fucking right. Because we don't live in what we lived in back in you said like Ronald Reagan's day. That day don't exist no more. Right. No, used it doesn't. People, yeah. Used to people, people would compromise in. People would sit down and talk. You don't think Reagan had Democrats that didn't like his ideas? Hell, of well, course the dis- he did. The, the disagreements between him and Tip O'Neill are, are well known. And actually, that, that relationship produced some, some good things out of government. And it was probably one of the one of the last times. There was a little bit with Clinton and Newt Gingrich, a little bit. Oh yeah, I remember those. But uh, Reagan and Tip O'Neill, that was a, even though they were from opposite sides of the spectrum, that that was a relationship that was that actually worked. And I don't know that you could have that today. No, I just don't see it. It's going to have to be some. New thinkers come along for this to ever change. I mean, that's the only way it's ever going to change. And I don't know, and I hate to say this, and I know people's going to be thinking I'm wrong or not wanting to hear it. But you mentioned it earlier. You don't know where we're headed in the next year or so. But I don't know that it wouldn't take a catastrophic event in order to help change it. 
That may be sadly true. I don't know. I mean, people don't realize how often things go better after a catastrophic event. Stock market crash in 1929. One of the worst things ever. In the 30s, we had a depression. But then you had the 40s and the 50s. Some of the best years I think there were, in my opinion. I mean, and then you had World War II. And then we, and everything else. There's always, after every catastrophe, usually, it kind of stirs some people. Kind of wakes some people up. I don't know that it would now. These people that we got now are so damn numbskulled, I don't know if it'd wake anybody up. I'll be honest with you, with the hearts of some people I see today, I don't even know if they'd even mourn it. And I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. There's some people I think if something like 9-11 happened today, they'd be like, oh, damn, that's just terrible. Shit. Hey, man, what's coming on TV today? I'm just being honest with you. I think we've reached that mentality in this country. And that's sad. But yes, I'm, just, I'm just telling you how I feel. Would it be that bad? I don't know. But I'm just saying from my own perspective, I think that's about how bad it would be. Yeah. It would be like pushed over to the side like, oh, holy shit, that's awful. Come on, man, we got to go do this. we got a ball game to go to. i got tickets. Wouldn't mean shit. But y'all think about that between now and Monday. About learning why you can. And always, always thirst for knowledge. That's the main thing. We'll be back Monday night. Billy Deeds will have the topic. Hope you enjoyed the show. It's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks, and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi Days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. 